It's Steve-O from the 4i Radio Network, and I'm here to talk to you about RevengeLover.com. It's a great place to get logos, sponsors, artwork, t-shirts, anything and everything you need artwork design-wise. This is the place to go. Uh, you go to RevengeLover.com, you can check out samples, uh, go ahead and get inquiries, and fit, find something that pretty much fits you, or even get you know some commission-based stuff done. So again, go to www.RevengeLover.com. Hey, this is Mike and Tom from Ballpark Bros. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio. Check us all out on FourEyedRadio.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. I'm Steve-O. And I'm Anna. And this is episode number 71, and the movie we watched this week was Crimson Peak. So if you haven't seen Crimson Peak, when we get to that end of the episode when we're going to talk about it, you can feel free to uh, avoid it, spoiler-free, all that kind of stuff, but we will be talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, you want to see the movie, then... We'll let you know when to stop it. Uh, if you have seen the movie, then go ahead and just listen on. Um, of course, we're brought to you by uh, uh, Amazon.com. If you go to the Sasquatch.net, click on that Amazon banner and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. And if you're looking for us, you can find us on uh, 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swap Radio, Player FM, and now Google Play Music. And also, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash notanotherbehorrorcast. Also, don't forget to, if you want to send us emails on stories that you have or just things you want to talk about, you go to notanotherbehorrorcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, it's just at behorrorcast. Now, with that all done and out of the way, Anna, how are you? Uh, not too bad. Nothing really excited happened this Nothing really exciting happened this week. Um, other than I'm just realizing that I really should take my car in and get the stupid power steering fixed. Um, but yeah, I really just haven't done much this weekend. Or this this week. This week, yeah. I would say weekend hasn't even started yet, and a four-day weekend, too, coming up for some lucky oh, people. yeah, that's true. So, of course, when people are listening to this, unless Eric decides to post the po- police... Uh, post the episode early, like he did last week, um, but no, he shouldn't because we're recording on Wednesday. This will drop on Thursday, so yeah, we're going to hopefully get you through that at least maybe 45 minutes to an hour of your work day and whatnot, so enjoy this little tisbit. And hopefully be entertaining, and if not, then you can always send us an email telling us. They will. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or if they have any stories, they can send they that to us. I'm just I'm trying, trying to. Real, to... <laughs> I, I know. I know what you're doing, and I totally. And I'm fine with that. But after uh, 71 episodes, Anna, with nothing, nothing to show for it, I, I, I've given up. Given up. But um, some people like the show, so we'll keep going on for those those people who like listening to these weird shows. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the downloads. At least I'm not complaining. Oh, uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah. about you, how yeah. was your week? Same old, same old. Just gearing up for. Um. Four-day weekend, um, nothing major, just same old stuff. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, 
didn't do only did like one podcast last week, mm. um, which was strange. Um, yeah, normally you do like seven. Well, not anymore. No, no, not anymore. I'm like down to, I'm down to about three. I guess I would say uh, four, but that one I'm usually just there trying to run the board, but they gotcha. make me chime in. Um, but yeah, usually uh, like right now I'm down to about probably three podcasts that are kind of consistent. So um, I, I I think Arcade Bros is probably dead. And Longbox Cast, we, I don't think we're ever going to get to episode 100. So, uh, so I'm, I'm safe to say I think that's dead too now. So, And then it'll be shortly after when this one dies. Or, uh, yeah, this was probably the next one that dies. Wow. Because the other, the other two seem to... Seem st- to be doing okay. Doing okay. So, but yeah, other than that, just gearing up for a four-day weekend. And I don't know why, but I am exhausted already. So, oh, good night, everybody. <laughs> Uh, well, it could have been that you just drank beer and it's just making you tired. So. I guess. Um, but yeah, so, um, but hopefully I'll find my stride so everyone can uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the show. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I guess it's just been a boring week. I'm, I'm trying to, th- I've, been, I've been busy. Uh, I've been out like every night this week, which is weird. Yeah, uh, you hung out with your mom. Yeah, I hung, I hung out with my mom, my sister, and then went over to Pat's yesterday. Recorded life is shit for next week because he's gonna be out of town this weekend. Uh, then went out again tonight. Now doing this, and then tomorrow night I won't be going out, but my sister will be doing her podcast. And then uh, socially awkward guests come on the show this week, so we'll see how see how that goes. I've, I I I'm literally might just be like Matthew take over. <laughs> I might need I just need a day off. Yeah, I agree with that. Or statement. a year off. I need a no. I need ten years off. I think you need a sabbatical. Uh, so yeah, but I'm um, trying to think. Yeah, so we watched um, watch Crimson Peak. Uh, so we'll talk about that, of course, at the end of the show. But uh, that came out in 2015. If you want to watch it and you have HBO Go, it is on there. So that's one place you can go watch it. Um, other than that, I guess just go search the dark interwebs. Uh, for stuff, but we do have some news. We have some news to jump through. Uh, some of these stories will be pretty fast. They're not going to be anything like long and tedious. Um, some of them will probably have some stuff to like talk about. Um, and then there's a new segment. There's no drop for it, but I, I'm trying a new segment out on this show. Um, and then yeah, so of course, uh, I guess without further ado, unless you have any any things you'd like to add before we we start diving into stuff. Nope, I vote. Let's dive on into the uh, news. <coughs> Oh, shit. We're off to a great start. Um, Okay, so without further ado, we're going to dive into our eerie news of the week. It is time for eerie news of the week. All right. What are you looking for? That sound, that sound is because I went too far up on the thing. Oh, it sounded like Toby. No, it's, it was, I almost, I just, I'm just breaking things. You're good. Um, Anyways. Let's pull back the curtain some more. Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing. How I've, how I've handled to manage any podcast for this long is beyond You're my fine. capability. Um, I remember that. Uh, yeah, so here news of the week. We got a few stories. Um, Half man, half sheep, all bad. Is this uh, this what I decided to tang it? So yeah, so this uh, this erupted probably maybe sometime last week, maybe earlier this week. But a half man, half sheep creature scares villagers. 
Uh, South African villagers were terrified when they saw this stillborn creature for the first time. Uh, they deemed it as a sent by the devil. Um, I, can you do that in this day and age? I know they can do it because their culture and how things work. But like, literally, like, uh, what if you just like walked in at like you're you're meeting the baby for the first time of your friends and you're just all like, sent by the devil. Like maybe is that, in it, Ireland still, just be like, it's a fey creature. Throw it into the woods. But I don't know. No. <laughs> Okay, I guess we went. Yeah. I just was curious. Okay, never mind. Um, I guess he can in Ireland. Okay, um, <laughs> that's the only place that I could think of that possibly could have, uh, like that's the only place I can think of currently besides Africa that you could probably just say that something was sent or a child was sent by the devil or baby from whatever species. But yeah, looking at the picture, you know what cracks me up is the top picture. It has the face blurred, like the upper body, but not the lower body. Yeah, and then it's funny, though, because you just scroll down more and then you can see the face. So, it, it honestly looks like someone was trying to make a Mr. Potato Head that just went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. And then, But then whenever it, like... Uh, but, yeah, the pink uh, humanoid looking may seem resembling something other uh, otherworldly at first, but the uh, chief director of the uh, veterinarian service, Dr. I'm not even going to pronounce that dr l i'm just gonna call her uh <laughs> said it's a sheep pain and simple uh plain and simple so um uh, but i don't know looking at this bit like to me like it looks fake um but it also looks like it looks it lo basically it looks fake because to me it looks like this is something somebody created for a television show or a horror movie that's coming out or something it looks like, like yeah it looks kind of like the hills of eyes kind of baby Oh, that's an even creepier picture if you scroll down even more when you get to see it sitting, like, kind of up. Yeah, like, sitting up, it looks really creepy, and then, like, the one of it just, like, laying on its back. I mean, maybe someone doesn't want to say it, but I think someone impregnated a sheep, and it's, like, cross-human, cross-sheep, and... Well, they actually mentioned that in here, but it's, uh, he says it's worth noting that a sheep has 28 pairs of chromosomes, while humans have 23, which is important in spelling the myth that the union of a sheep, ovum, and a human sperm can lead to a development of a viable life form. So I'm, I'm guessing this is a, an abortion <laughs> accent where the I'm so glad it's dead. Why? Why did I ever fuck that sheep? <laughs> it's a beautiful sheep. Um, this is not. I don't. I, I I put it under eerie news, but it's not really eerie news. It's mostly movie news. But I kind of. I, I guess you could say it's eerie news because it's kind of this uh, kind of phenomenon, I guess. But Jake Busey is playing son of Gary Busey's Predator Two character in the Predator, the new uh, movie that's going to be coming out. Because apparently, according to Shane Black, uh, it's going to be Predator One, Predator Two, and this new Predator is technically supposed to be the next one in the chapter of Predator. Uh, three, but they're not calling it Predator Three. They're calling it the Predator. They're calling the Predator, probably to get away from, I guess, maybe whatever the bad. Oh my God! Okay, so if you scroll down and see the picture, the guy, it, it literally looks like a young version of Gary Busey. It, he really, yeah, he looks a lot like his dad. So I'm, I think that might be partly intentional on his part, but yeah, I scrolled down and I was like, holy crap! Yeah, that's trippy. So that's going to be kind of cool. But, yeah, not really eerie news, but just kind of cool. Uh, 
little news, but I didn't want to throw that under movie stuff and things like that. And then this one uh, just came out today. So if you're listening to the podcast the Thursday, this was yesterday. But okay, so I I love Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe is just a funny actor. I loved him in Parks and Recs, like when he comes in at season two. Yeah. Uh, just hilarious guy and everything like that. Uh, but apparently, him and his two sons are getting a show on A and E. Uh, and there could be, it's Rob Lowe and his sons are hunting Bigfoot in A&E's The Low Files. And I'm just like, this is, this, this, my life is complete. <laughs> this is, this is basically like, this is, to me is like the new rendition of uh, Destination Truth um, with yeah. the, with somebody I, uh, who was actually on uh, Bizarre States. Um, I'm trying to remember, I did follow him on Twitter. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, but he did that kind of stuff where they would go travel. You had to learn the culture and, like, you had to learn about these bizarre creatures and everything like that. And they tried to do everything they can to pretty much be, like, either the creature's still out there or it doesn't exist or whatnot. But they weren't really trying to be shitty about it going, like, nope, you don't have a creature or give them the false hope of, like, oh, no, it could be out there, you know, kind of thing. They kind of just gave you the facts and be like – and they did have some freaky shit that happened on the show. So I'm really looking forward to this. Well, actually, it looks like low – says that he really did have a run-in with what he what the locals in the Ozark Mountains call a wood ape. So I think that's probably his reasoning for doing this show in the first place, which I think is really freaking cool. So but yeah, it's uh it's uh, I'm I wish I just had cable just for uh just for the show now. Um yeah. And you know what? With Rob Lowe being able to hunt Bigfoot, I'm starting to believe the uh, show that I uh, came up with uh, might be able to happen. So um, we'll see. I need more money. I don't have Rob Lowe money, but uh, <laughs> what uh, show is that? Uh, we, I'm not gonna. Uh, oh, okay. I, I'm not gonna spoil anything yet because I, I gotta I gotta test the fields with it and see if it's actually funny or not before I start mentioning it. Gotcha. Uh, I can't base anything off of you because you think everything's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't completely deny that. So. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know why I keep uh, giving news about this. I am even caught up on American Horror Story. I'm not saying that it's a bad show or any by the stretch of the imagination. I literally just dropped off of like the second season. Ah, um, hilarious. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. What? I'm just being a smartass. Um, no, I don't get your smart aleck remark, though. You said that everything... I find everything funny, so that's why I said that's hilarious. Anyways... Um, oh, wait a, on. wait a wait a backpedal as soon as I moved on from that. Oh shit. Okay. Um, I am not centered enough for this. Um, but uh, Lady Gaga is returning to American Horror Story for season seven, so I'm guessing she was in uh, Hotel, mm-hmm. and then I guess she wasn't. I don't know if she was in the last season. That was the weird. Yeah, I think there was like a brief appearance of her in Roanoke, which I haven't even seen yet. But. Okay, and then now they're doing a, a, a seventh. It's it's so it's so fascinating to me with that show that it's still um, it's oh shit I totally skipped over the drop oh horror news anyways um uh yeah it just totally blows my mind that like like the shows are like when they started like you I would I honestly like don't get me wrong I loved. I love American Horror Story, like the first two seasons I saw and stuff like that, but I was like, how, 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 how many seasons are actually going to get out of this thing? And they yeah. keep pumping them out every year, and it's like, say, seven seasons picked up, this picked up, so I'm, I'm obviously, no one goes off of my judgment, because they know what they're <laughs> doing, um, and they just throw shit at the wall, and it works, but that's, that's cool, apparently, I think she, I, I don't know if she got nominated, she might have won the, the Emmy uh, that year for uh, American Horror Story, uh, oh, the I season she was in. I, I'm not sure. So, good um, but that's cool. Uh, this is really kind of cool. So, and this has been in talks for a while. Not not this new this new 
uh, producer, uh, I, I'll just give a little bit of the, the tease of this producer has, this is the first time they, they've talked about this series, but this series has been talked about a lot about coming back as either a new movie or a brand new TV series. I think Fox or FX was in talks at one point to pick this up, but Tremors is, uh, it looks like it's finally getting a series for sci-fi, but, uh, out of everybody who's producing it, I, I'm, I mean, I'm on board with the Tremors series, but now I'm like, I'm even more on board. It's Bloomhouse. It's going to be producing yeah. Tremors, and that's like, what? So, and rumors are, uh, well, at least we know uh, the guy who plays Bert uh, will be coming back. Um, and apparently, according, if things are right, I think Kevin Bacon is interested. Yeah. Uh, whether or not he's doing, like, just maybe, like, a cameo for maybe a few episodes, or he might be, like, uh, a prominent, you know, uh, character in it. Um, it, yeah, it would be interesting because yeah. he did do the following on Fox, so it's like he—it's not like he wouldn't say no to TV. Yeah, um, I think he has no problem with working or like going back to TV. And as far as I can tell, like this is one of the only characters that he's really that he's played before that he was actually like interested in coming back for. Yeah. So. But I I think I think they and you know like they do with the the CW shows and stuff like that where they have like. You know, the guy who originally played the Flash in the series is, like, Barry Allen's father. And, yeah. like, the mother was his love interest in that. You know, they even brought Mark Hamill back to play the trickster uh, kind of thing. So that would be kind of interesting. I'd like to see it. It would be kind of cool to see, like, where what Tremors are like now. Because you know it's going to – you know they're probably going to do Tremors. That's, like, the staple. That's the beginning. So that came out in, like, 1990. Either 90 or 91. Maybe it was 92. It was in the early 90s. I know that. Or maybe it was towards the tail end of the 80s. Maybe it was 89. I think it was 90s. It was okay. a 90s movie. It was a 90s movie. But it's like from 1990 up it, until yeah. like, let's say 2018, if the, if the show wants to take place in like real time, it'll be kind of interesting to see like... Where his character has been and where it, where like, everyone's been, but not yeah. even that, but just the evolution of like I really want to know where they kind of find where they maybe they can get a backstory of where these things came from. Kind yeah, of, kind other of, than just like the Mesozoic era or whatever the heck they said it was. You know, like a big like like what you know disrupted their stuff. So that that's uh, that's actually was pretty cool news that I saw. Yeah, and it's like, well, what caused them to like were they asleep or was it just like some eggs that just randomly hatched or, or if it's like they were petrified and then they like were or, yeah like what woke them up i guess would be my question or like what brought them back yeah so i mean i mean it's tremors and <clears throat> there's so much you can do with it obviously because it's like i don't know if they've ever explained i mean they did talk about them getting into like radioactivity like radioactive waste and that uh that evolved them in certain movies yeah um but into the ass blasters and stuff and yeah all that kind of stuff so it's just kind of like uh yeah the graboids um yeah I would love to see like a an, that arcade game that was in the second Tremors, where like the one uh, Kevin Bacon's character apparently like sold the rights and got some money and stuff of like that. So oh, they yeah, actually yeah. Made, and they made the Graboid like game or whatnot, like arcade game, which would be kind of funny. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, I would Nintendo, love to see. Nintendo, get on that. No, not Nintendo. <laughs> I'm just saying like any Atari. No, yeah, Atari. Like they oh, still yeah. make arcades and stuff like that. So put together like a graboid game or something like that but yeah this one i'm gonna have to probably post on the website because it's very visual but it was just kind of interesting so uh, uh makeup artists uh brutally disfigured disney princess so they basically took your classic girls who probably dress as belle and uh yeah it's belle ariel yeah i'm uh, trying to remember elsa. disney princess elsa and all that kind of stuff and did some really cool so there's like a video to show like what it would look like i guess with certain stuff so like elsa they did a cool thing where it looks like it's like frostbite yeah like eating away at her skin uh rapunzel like strangled and uh 
um, Cinderella has like the glass slipper slipper in her eye, and like Belle is burned. Uh, Ariel has a hook in her mouth. Like, yeah. they're all like really they're really, really well done. So I'll definitely post that. I just thought it was kind of interesting and cool when I saw that. I was like, oh, I kind of like when people kind of take something that's already there and then like put their own twist on it. So it was kind of cool to see like horror Disney princess, um, which I, what I would really like to see now, actually. So you got all these, and uh, granted she's not a Disney princess, so I'm not even going to classify it as Disney princess, but I would just like to see it happen. I would like to see, so you already kind of see the horror version of Sally from nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. I would like to see what she would look like as a real person. And yeah. same thing with like Jack and all those characters. So you see how they look dead and then you can see what they would have looked in the living. And kind of um, like flip it around instead of dead. Flip it like around. See how they would that would have been i think that would be pretty interesting so i'm curious which one do you think out of the ones that ju- that just has like the samples of the the different princesses which one do you think is the most like interesting or clever or like kind of stood out to you the most uh let's see i think i think sleeping beauty just because it's like it seems like she has just all these bags under her eyes and yeah. stuff like that so it's just kind of like it's a different take so it's like i'm guessing you would say she would die of insomniac yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting because the current recording, you know, and then it looks like, you know, you have uh, Snow White for Poison is pretty interesting. Yeah, I, but, and then, like, the fish hook for uh, Ariel, you know. Um, actually, Ariel, I, I'm curious if they would have done, like, some, like, fish diseases, uh, such as, like... She has ick. <laughs> yeah, there could have been, well, yeah, it could have been ick, it could have been Popeye, it could have oh, been yeah. all these different little, like, you know, fish diseases that, that would have been kind of a cool take on stuff like that, so... Um, yeah. But yeah, this is actually interesting. So there's a, um, it's called uh, Distrust, uh, um, is a survival game based on The Thing. It's uh, There's a playable demo of this right now. It's a very kind of a uh, easy kind of game. It's a very, it's a top-down view kind of game. It almost resembles um, like kind of uh, Diablo 1 and 2. Uh, and it looks like you have items, but it looks like it's like, yeah, you're kind of going around, checking out places, trying to find out, you know, who might be the alien creature that you're looking for kind of thing. So okay. uh, I think the demo's on Steam right now you can play. Uh, it just looked very kind of cool and interesting because we did, we did get a Thing game a while back. I think it was made for the PlayStation 2, and it is fucking terrible. <laughs> um, and it just kind of sucks because, like, the game, the game was actually a smart idea. It was supposed to be a continuation of the movie where it was like this took place like either this took place after the incident and then or this was taking place during like this was the beginning of it before the Americans showed up at that one place and then brought it back to what we actually see that movie of of the thing. So, um, yeah, so this is always I always kind of like these fun survival games. Speaking of survival games and everything that according to uh, PlayStation Plus members. Uh, Until Dawn is going to be one of their free games uh, next month, so I got to get back into playing that. I actually, it sucked. I actually, that's uh, this is going off tangent for a little bit. It actually sucked. So I was actually going out last weekend to buy a fan for my PlayStation 4, because for whatever weird reason, I turned it on just recently, not too long ago, and I know it's not, like, in an enclosed space. Like, it has a pretty wide open space, and I checked all the vents. Like, it's vent. it should be able to vent fine. I'm just curious. I don't know if maybe mine might just be crapping out, and if that's the case, it's pretty sad, because it's like I don't use it that much, so to, it, for it to be crapping out compared to all the other consoles... Yeah, uh, compared to the Xbox, I'd be, I'd, I'd, every day. I'm honestly going to be kind of pissed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was looking for a fan unit, and no stores was selling them, 
in the store. So it's like I found one on Amazon. I'll have to order at some point. But it's like, yeah, my thing seems like it's like the, the fan kicks on very quickly and it's very loud. Yeah. And I don't know if it's under setting or if I have to. So I was thinking of getting a coolant thing and then propping it up and hopefully maybe giving it more, I guess, space. But, or something but it's like weird that. to say that because it's like my Xbox has plenty of vent and it's like all the other systems has plenty of ventilation. So if anything is not getting ventilated, probably, probably would, I would say, would be like the GameCube. Because it's you know on a bottom shelf and it's kind of boxed in, but everything else is pretty much open, like all yeah. the fans can breathe. So I don't know if it's maybe it's a setting or maybe it's a sign for something or whatnot. But I'm actually kind of you know curious because it's like a game comes out tomorrow that I I want to pick up, even though I don't have money. That's the problem. I don't have money, but I want to pick it. But yeah, the Crash Bandicoot game is coming out on Friday. Uh, of all the three remastered games, and I'm like, yeah, it's coming out for PlayStation right off the bat. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll play it on PlayStation because that's where I grew up on with Crash Bandicoot. But I'm like, I don't want my fucking system to like overheat. So it's like I haven't touched my PlayStation now because of that. And it's kind of like, do I have to get a fan for this thing? Which I think is yeah, kind of bullshit. If I have to get a fan for this thing because it's like my Xbox is on like all the time. Uh, the the Switch is on all the time. You know, even the GameCube. You know, the Wii U and stuff. Yes, I have a lot of fucking system kits. Um, <laughs> But this is finally cool. So there was a list that came out, and it's it just surprised it fucking baffles me when you hear these lists. So every time they every year they they and apparently you have to pay for it, you have to work for it, and so they don't just sort of give you a star. Yeah, I didn't, the, Hollywood I didn't, star. Uh, the Hollywood Star Walk of Fame. But Gillian Anderson is finally going to get one, or Gillian Anderson. How do you pronounce it, Gillian or Gillian? Uh, I just pronounce it Gillian. Gillian. Okay, it's probably Gillian then. Um, but she is finally getting a, a Hollywood Walk of Fame star in 2018. Now, they did release a, uh, a list. Now, one of the craziest stories ever, you should totally check it out. And if you backed it, kudos to you. But Ralph Garman uh, actually busted his ass to get Adam West a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And yeah. when you hear that, you go, wait a minute. He didn't have one already? Like, yeah, just, that's what baffled me. It baffles me when you hear that certain people have not gotten this star. And the and, people that have, and, and the people that like, have, you're like, I'm like, you made a fucking porno. Yeah. You sucked a guy's dick in night vision, and you fucking played off of your dad, and you got a, you have a fucking fuck you, you know, like, <laughs> like that's the thing I hate with Kim Kardashian. Like, I, honestly, I would have more Wait, respect. She has a star. I don't know. She probably bought if she has one. I'm uh. not sure. I'm talking about Kim Kardashian. The thing that I get pissed off is anytime they come back to, how'd you get started? What started your career? And she's like, oh, and you don't have a fucking aunt. literally. If I was her, I would have more respect for her. She literally, dude, I fucked some dude on tape and released it, and that's how I got famous. Yeah, I would be like, what like, you for being it's, a completely it's like, fucking honest? It's like, I fucked Ray J, filmed it, and then sent it out to the world, and that's how I make my money now. Now I do this, 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 and this. But that's how I got started. Like I'd be like, all right, at least you're fucking honest. But like, yeah, her, she's like always owning your decisions. She always but... fucking like covered. Oh no, I did close. No, you did not do. You didn't do shit. You fucked Ray J, filmed it, and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about the Kardashians. And I'm going, what the fuck is a Kardashian? You know? Yeah. I was all like, I did see a porno with Ray J, which was weird. I didn't know who the fuck that woman was when it first started. I was like, who the fuck is this bitch, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but kudos, again, taking away from the person I should be talking about, Julian uh, uh, Anderson. So I, I think that's great, but it's just it just baffles me. I think I want to do that every year. Mm-hmm. I think I want to take, uh, I think I want to take, like, people's, uh, yeah, other stars are being, like, uh, you know, you're going to get some stuff, too, this year, is, like, American Horror Story creator Ryan Murphy, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. He hasn't had one. Jack Black. Yeah. Kristen Dunst. Mark Hamill. Jennifer Lawrence. Now, Jennifer Lawrence, I'm like, okay, I can see that now. Yeah, like, like, it's pretty good timing but, for her, but... Well, it's great timing for her, but what I'm saying is, like, okay, let's just, let's back up a bit. Jeff Goldblum, he doesn't have one? Yeah. Jack Black doesn't have one? 
Kristen Dunst doesn't have, and Mark yeah, Hamill, like, you sit there and, and go. Yeah, especially Mark Hamill. You'd think that he would have gotten one a long time ago, and he's just getting one now in 2017. And then and then it gets even, like, it gets even, like, sadder with certain ones, because then you have, like, Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're, you're like, doing great with the career. So, like, to me, it's like when they're hot, like, when they're big, they're having all this shit come out, and they're doing, like, great. Yeah, give them a fucking star. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nolte, you're like, this person didn't have one. Uh, so sad. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Why does that sound familiar? Zoe Saldana. Uh, Shit, I don't know. Yeah, you have to figure that. I feel bad because I know this name, but I don't know. Yeah, same here. I'm like, I know Zoe Saldana. Uh, And then you have Weird Al Yankovic is getting one. Snoop Dogg is getting one. Like, I would assume Snoop Dogg had one. And then this is the one that makes me even sadder. Oh, the late Bernie Mac is finally going to get one. You're like, wait a minute. The man, I don't know when. It's been a couple of years since he passed away, but he's finally getting one? Like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's like, why are we waiting this long to... Oh! Zoe Saldana? Oh, that's right. Uh, Damn it, I was... Sorry. Shit! I was just going to stop you before because it just hit me. But yeah, she's getting one. Uh, Yeah, Weird Al Yankovic, it seems weird that they've taken this long. Oh. (laughs) No pun intended. Um, It seems unusual to me that they took that long. And also, Bernie Mac. Yeah, it's, that's what I was saying. The late Bernie Mac, like he passed away a couple of years ago, and he's now finally getting a start. It's like to me, it's just like, like I'm like, does it really cost that much fucking money? Yeah. What was his last movie like? The first Transformers movie? Oh, that might have been. So it's been like almost ten years, and he's finally just getting a star now. Like, why? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, what was his last fuck, man? But um. But yeah, but I do have a new segment on the show that I want to touch upon. Now, these people passed away a couple of, uh, I think they passed away before we could talk about them or whatnot. I think actually they passed away on the day, like, we recorded our episode early, and then they passed away, like, two days after, like, we did it, so we're kind of pissed off. So I did want to pay uh, tribute. Um, I don't know what to call the segment. I just call it the, the rest in peace um, part of the show. But of course, uh, um, I this is going to be a really bad name to pronounce, but... Uh, Henry uh, D. Schoenifor, maybe, I probably butchered that, but Oscar from Ghostbusters 2, um, he passed away. And apparently there were a set of twins. Um, uh, his brother died. But yeah, the, it came out in 1989, the sequel to Ghostbusters, and we're sad to report that at just 28 years old, Hank uh, recently lost his. Uh, his, ba- uh, his battle with. Uh, Schizoaffective disorder. disorder. So. Um, yeah, the nephew of the late musician of John Denver had no idea about that. Um, but yeah, he the, he passed away. But yeah, it looks like they got big into uh, like uh, doing. Uh, yeah, it's really tragic just reading about what happened because basically it's schizoaffective disorder is a combination of bipolar and schizophrenia, and they basically said. By the end, he had 25 voices, all with different personalities and opinions, but mostly agreeing that they didn't like Hank. Like, so his original personality. Like, that's really, really tragic. Oh my god, that... What? Fuck, that was... That was that was literally split. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so weird. Now I'm getting worried because I'm starting to believe this might be me. Because um, <laughs> I don't like Steve, and no one else does, so... Holy shit. Uh, but yeah, I just want to give a shout out to him because it's like that's yeah that was you know big part of my childhood um, yeah. right there. And then another person that we want to also pay uh, homage to. Uh, so yeah, so let me know. Like um, I want to I want to give these people a shout out. I'm probably gonna make a segment I know and stuff because a lot of people you know either will disband these people's bodies of work and not care and give them a shout out. But uh, uh, Simon uh, says. 
Simon Says, uh, creator of the Hellraiser puzzle box. Uh, he passed away as well. Um, so that and that, again, you think about it like the puzzle box. You don't think about who made it. You see it in the movie. You figure, oh, it must have been the director or this and this and that. But you do have props. You do have people who are dedicated to making costumes, making props, putting these things together and stuff like that. You know, there's an entire team. You know, the was it the Industrial Light and Magic who do all like the CGI stuff for like Iron Man's suit and yeah. all that kind of stuff and then the people who put together pretty much all the weapons for Lord of the Rings like you have these prop companies and the people who work there and stuff like that so uh, but yeah it's just it's like crazy that like it's yeah I, and this is a franchise that I didn't really get into until about last year and for some reason it never crossed my mind to think about okay who actually like created the design for this because like the Hellraiser box is so iconic yeah and yet nobody really thinks about like actually giving this dude credit and saying okay he's the person who came up with this like maybe we should like actually give him some type of like shout out or props or something to acknowledge the fact that he literally freaking created a franchise just from a box well i wouldn't say for well, i would that, say he, but, uh, he made a he made a significant it's okay it's like this he is, made a significant contribution to it uh he made a uh that too. Um, I, was, I was trying to think what I was going to say. He made basically it's it's uh, he made a a pop culture icon. Yes. Uh, that you, once you see it, you're like you know exactly what it is. It's the same thing when you see like a Mario mushroom. You know, just these little things like you know the, it's the same people who go into like designing you know the Crypt Keeper puppet or the the Child's Play puppet and stuff like that. Yes, they design this prop, but when you see that prop. If you're a fan of horror or anything that you see it somewhere, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, like Jason's mask. Yeah, Jason's or mask. The scream mask or something stuff like, like that. that. So yeah, this is a this is a this is a thing that is has is and always will be in pop culture horror of just like you see that box and you're like, oh fucking Hellraiser. You know exactly where it says, what it does, um, and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to give them uh, two shout outs. So rest in peace, you guys. So um, I kind of want to try to do that, uh, finding you know people who've done like remarkable things for the horror genre or anything and give them a little bit of a send-off who might not actually get the send-off you know like you hear names from people and then you're just like okay whatever and stuff like that but you 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 know but as soon like i'm pretty sure if someone said his name people would just been like okay sorry that sucks he passed away but if you like if you say the creator of the the guy who pretty much created the puzzle box designed it and everything that you're gonna be like oh shit like you know something that tied a piece of your, you know, childhood growing up to that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you guys rest in peace. But now with all that stuff out of the end, I probably probably don't want to end with that sadness. So I'll have to. I mean, now we have a movie review, but in, in retrospect, I probably don't want to end uh, <laughs> end on sad notes. Okay, sorry, my stupid thing decided to be like, hey, I'm gonna zoom out real bad. So um, yeah, so that's what we'll be called the. I, I was gonna call it the rest in peace department but i know that's a movie <laughs> which in retrospect i probably want to rewatch that movie because i saw it once but I, didn't, I need to rehash that movie uh because i think i enjoyed it the first time around even though i know it's based off of a, uh, it's basically men in black but with ghost pretty much yes actually. um but uh i enjoyed movie. it but of course without further ado we uh this is the so we're getting to the point so spoiler spoiler spoilers uh this is our movie review of crimson peak which came out in 2015 um 
So, we'll, of course, like we said, we'll talk about the movie, talk about our favorite parts, what we enjoyed about it. Uh, not going through it by detail, detail, but we will pretty much, we will spoil pretty much the plot of the movie and everything like that. But, of course, before we end with our review of what we're going to give it, uh, we'll all give you the reviews of IMDb and also Rotten Tomatoes of what they gave uh, Crimson Peak. Now, Crimson Peak is written and directed by Gilmore del Toro. Uh, he is, you know, of course, famous for um, a lot of things. Uh, Pam's Labyrinth, uh, The Devil's Backbone. Like he, he is a huge horror fan. Uh, he did the de- he did Deadpool. He did the <laughs> Hellboy movies as well. Um, so he oh, just yeah. Right. he yeah he just loves what I like about him. He loves practical effects. Um, yes. And like, don't get me wrong. Like when he has to use CGI, he will use CGI. But when he can do a practical effect. He will he go will. with a practical effect. Now, um, again, a lot of people in this movie, um, I just want to give, you know, Gilmore his debut. Of course, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, of course, a lot of people know him as Loki. Um, you also have uh, Maya Was. Uh, you know her. She was from uh, Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hang on a second. I, don't I can't know pronounce exactly that last name. I can't pronounce her name. So but you also had Charlie uh, Hunnam, uh, of course, who was in Son of Anarchy. He was also in Pacific Rim, another uh, Gilmore movie. Um, you also had, uh, and also Jim, uh, Beaver, which a lot of people be like, wait, uh, wait, who's that? Bobby from fucking, uh, uh, Supernatural. Yeah. Bobby uh, Singer from Supernatural. Which was nuts. Was uh, Wasky, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's very good, but she played the, pretty much the lead and everything like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I figured I want to kind of break it down and try to start listing the people who were in the movie this time. I know it only took me 71 episodes to finally get things right, kids. Um, oh, and, and uh, Jessica Chastain, she was in a um, couple different things. She oh. was, uh, she was, uh, sorry, I'm looking at her IMDb page right now. She was in The Martian. She was in Zero Dark Thirty. She was in Mama. Um so I don't really know what people might actually know her from. Oh, no, that's but... fine. But I, I was trying to just give Elise a brief of, like, the actors who were in it and stuff like that. You also have uh, Burn uh, Gorman. Uh, name sounds weird, but when you see his face, he's the he's basically the guy who's fronting money to Bane in Batman The Dark Knight Rises. Um, but, uh, but we'll give you a little synopsis of what they gave it. So in the aftermath of a family tragedy, an inspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Trying to escape the ghost of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes and bleeds uh, and remembers. So, And that is the little synopsis for uh, Crimson Peak. Now, Crimson Peak, uh, uh, I will touch upon the two points that I have at the end when we talk about it. Um, but yes, uh, this came out in 2015, and uh, so um, okay, so let's dive right into it. What did you what what did, what did you enjoy? What did you enjoy? And I like what what did you like? Well, visually, I thought it was really cool to make the entire theme of the movie red. Mm. Like I thought that was a very interesting cinematography effect because most movies will if it's supposed to be depressing it'll be like a blue tint Mm. and then even if it's a violent movie like usually like i can't think of another movie where the entire theme of the movie was just red okay so i just thought that was a very interesting way to film it and a very interesting way to present it um wow Uh, there's apparently a lot of stuff you miss out when you're colorblind kids um (laughs) Um, okay, well, you notice whenever, I, even with the uh, the scene in the bathroom with the marble, like the marble was red, and you asked me if it was red or not, and I was like, yeah. Oh, I, no, I didn't ask you if it was, it was red. I asked you if it was blood, because I thought he walked through, and like the enti- all the bathrooms at one point just looked like the entire 
place was just was like blood was just splatter on it. So um, and yeah. then and then you were like, no, that's just the marble. And I was like, oh. I think that was intentional though to make the marble look red. Oh. So I thought that that was a clever effect. But um, also, and then then uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this movie now is because I just recently listened to a podcast that um, Guillermo del Toro was on, um, and he talks about the fact that he used practical effects for the ghosts. Like he used two really really skinny guys to come on and play the the like the ghosts. Yeah. That were in it. Uh, the ghosts were really. Uh, and this is actually a point I brought up with. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. We're already into the spoiler area, so this is a good point. I was noticing with uh, uh, Del Toro, he was uh, he never makes unless I haven't seen a film, but he never has made the ghosts seem to be the bad person a great film that he did might have been maybe his first like debut film and i could be completely wrong um but he did um uh devil's backbone um if you can ever see that uh, we should probably watch it highly recommend it's all subtitles of that but a very good freaking movie uh i thoroughly enjoyed it it was one of those like just drop like fuck dude you know kind of like holy shit things but it was like yeah there was ghosts in it, but they were not like the bad guy. And it's like he, it's kind of like how I always thought like ghosts would be, there'd always be mostly like a warning, like trying to warn you of something. But since like the, the, the breach between our world and their world isn't as, you know, uh, I guess like it's, it was, it would be static. It is like they can't communicate clearly what they want, what they're trying to get across. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of people in this, uh, you know, good and stuff of like that. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, I really hope I see Tom Hiddleston in something else. Uh, besides uh, Thor Ragnarok, but to me, he's just—it's to me—he's just playing Loki. He's <laughs> just play, like even in that film, it's like he's a great actor, but it was just like you're—you're you're literally you're literally Loki turned down to like two, <laughs> like because he was a very like he had pieces of Loki in there, but it was very like toned down. It's very subtle, yeah. Uh, uh, Loki and stuff like that. Um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Oh, so I just looked up oh, yeah, uh, one of the people that uh, played the ghosts. Oh, okay. And it's actually Abe from Hellboy. Oh. And the guy with the eyeballs on his hands and Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, because uh, that. Why did I even think about that? Yeah, he uses those guys a lot. That's probably why. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, Abe was also. He also played the Angel of Death in uh, Hellboy Two. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that guy was pretty pretty freaking cool. Yeah, but it was really funny. Guillermo del Toro was talking about it. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm fat, but whenever I'm around these two skinny guys, I'm the fattest I've ever been." <laughs> but yeah, I was like, well, at least it's a way to you know be proud of your body type. But uh, yeah, so very very fun and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Visually but... very very pretty. Um, let's see the side. Like honestly, in the very beginning, like it's it's literally uh, to me, it's like a it's like a it's it's like Pride and Prejudice, definitely a chick flick. Yeah, uh, starts out very very chicky. It starts out very chicky, and I would say very slow. There are a couple of like ooh ah you know moments uh, with, of course, uh, the main lead. She's visited by this uh, ghost at a very young age, and it's the ghost of her mother. Yeah, and actually, her mother keeps telling her to stay away from Crimson Peak at the age of twelve. Uh, and then she grows up again. She sees her again, and and the mother says the same thing: stay away from Crimson Peak. Or don't go to Crimson Peak. It's one of those kind of weird like messages and stuff of like that. So you're like, okay, you're trying to figure it out. It's like, okay, obviously her mom is trying to warn her, but you don't know of what. 
Um, but then you brought up an interesting point. It's mm. like, how did the mom know like 12 years I in advance? I was not going <laughs> to touch upon that until after everything. That was okay. one of my points uh, I was going to talk about. So never mind. We'll just dive into it because uh, I wanted to get everything into We'll do the, the pros and cons. Well, I was going to get everything into what we're going to talk about the movie and then just bring that up at the end. But gotcha. okay. I really should probably put the, that kind of stuff in the show notes so we – So know, I don't jump it. all over your, your points. Not my points. I was just <laughs> – I wanted to ask that question. But anyways, okay, so – Basically, uh, my assumption with this movie, like it's, it starts off very slow. When it has really cool parts in it, it has really cool parts in it. Um, I would say not my favorite mm-hmm. uh, Del Toro movie, uh, just because it's like I think a lot of them had a better pacing, and it didn't feel like it. Like this one felt like it took f- t- forever to get to where it needed to get to. And then I looked at it, and I just go, "Oh, this is literally the live action version of a Corpse Bride with a little bit of a twist, but not by much." I would say it's kind of like two movies smashed into one. Like, I feel like... Like some... they wanted to do a ghost story, but they wanted to do like a period piece? Yeah, and it's like they didn't really mesh the two very well because it's like the period piece at the beginning and then with a little bit of the horror and then at the end it's the ghost story with a little bit of the period stuff. Yeah. So it's just kind of like it didn't really... Like the flow from between the beginning part and the end part it didn't really go that well yeah um i mean whenever the movie first came out i actually screwed it up for myself and looked up the the plot so i knew that the the what the twist was going to be but did you see the twist coming oh yeah i okay with you, the, the did you not, sister he, did you not hear half of the jokes i was making during no no, no i did i just wasn't yeah, sure I, just I, no no you because it, it got to us like the movie literally took forever to get to where it needed to be and then a part happens and you were like oh did you figure out the twist and i'm like Honestly, I have no idea what the fuck is going on because it's been <laughs> so fucking boring. And then the as soon as as soon as uh, the one character, the first basically the first time shit actually happens, yeah, uh, someone dies. <coughs> right off the bat, I was like, okay, that's this person, and I go, oh, this is probably what he found out is the fact that. Tom Hiddleston's character uh, was marrying all these women, and then the sister would poison them so they die, but at, not only until after they signed over everything. Yeah, it was from, kind of like a poisonous con type of thing. That's why I said it was basically Corpse Bride. Yeah, that makes sense. With a twist because they added a sister. And then I, and then even, even w- w- watching how the sister reacted to stuff, I was like, oh, she's in love with him. And they probably had some fucked up shit happen, which you find out. Yeah, I feel like the quote unquote twist wasn't really hidden that well. Uh, and it wasn't really big of a twist or whatnot. But speaking of, but that's what I'm saying. All this stuff goes down and shit like that. But then I'm sitting there. This is the biggest problem I had with the movie. You have all this stuff like it. It, it was well paced when it got to where it needed to get to, but it was very easy to figure out. I wasn't expecting it to be like this like twist at the end of me going like. <gasps> the biggest twist that I was trying to figure out was. How would the mom know what the fuck Crimson Peak was? Because they never said anything like your mother visit there or something happened or anything. They had no correlation how her mother knew anything about Crimson Peak unless like this – to me because like she even says at the end, which kind of breaks their whole like thing because you go, well, maybe the ghosts travel. But she goes, no, most ghosts are tied to a certain point. Yeah, that's the one thing that bugged me as well. But the only thing that I can think is maybe um – because I mean, like once people are like once ghosts are dead, maybe they're going with the assumption that ghosts can see past, present, and future. So they're sort of like once they die, they're outside of time. 
So they can step into time to like, she could step into time to warn her daughter to stay away from Crimson Peak, but that's the only way that I feel like I can actually justify that. And I would would agree with you on that one, but due to the fact that they really tried to nail the point home that ghosts are for, or the past is like, is supposed to be a representation, representation, representation of your, of the past. Yeah. And so to me, like, okay, so you already cemented that in, and that's why all those ghosts are in that mansion because that's where they're died. That's where they're. That's where they're changed. That was their last, you know, piece of, you know, where they were at. And then it's like, but it's like, okay, well, the mother, it's all like, like, and they could have easily done it like very quickly where even like the father was all like, oh, I remember visiting Crimson Peak with your, your late mother at some, that's all you had to do. That's all you had to fucking, if you just tied one little piece in, then I could be like, all right, that's why the mom knows the mom found something, you know, or something like that. But no, it's, that was the biggest problem I had with that movie. It's like, you didn't tie that. And then the other problem I had with the movie I was still really I've been trying really hard to figure out why this movie was rated R. Yeah, there was like no nudity, there was, there was other no nudity, than there Tom was Hiddleston's no, ass. There was no yeah, like. there was Tom Hiddleston's <laughs> ass, but I'm like you get a guy's ass in a PG-13 movie no yeah. problem now. Uh, but I'm saying like okay, there was not the only gore was on the ghost, but it wasn't it was just it, and it, it even, just was smoke. But not even that. Like when the, they're all red, you think it's blood, you just find out that it's the clay. Yeah. Because that's where the bodies were dumped. And even whenever people were, like, getting stabbed and killed and whatnot, like, it really wasn't that incredibly yeah, no, gory. Yeah, yeah, like, like, Tom Hiddleston took clothing. a knife to the fucking face and yeah. pulled it out. And I was like, all right. Like, it didn't, like, like it wasn't one of those, like, oh, shit, you know. Yeah, the only thing that kind of weirded me out was the eye getting bloodshot. I was like, it's just uh, kind of like, the eye thing. See, I, think, I, just... think, I think I need a different movie. I think I need different movies to watch when I'm because I'm colorblind. I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, his eye gets like, I mean, all, all I maybe you just like, can't really see red, I and so this wasn't shit. a good movie for you, because the entire movie's called Crimson Peak, and you're like, yeah, it all just looks gray. Um, no, it didn't look gray. I was <laughs> like, the only red that I saw was the clay. Yeah. And I'm like, and they really, they really, they really, they really nailed home the clay they, thing. They really, yeah, basically molded that into you, yeah. was, uh, huh, I went with that. Um <laughs> And they molded that in you. They really wanted to be like, all right, we, we, we live on a clay thing. Uh, uh, clay it's face. Clay and clay, clay everywhere. Like, it was like, clay aching. You're like, all right, now you're just you're stretching. Like, now you're stretching. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's not a bad movie, but it's it's definitely a movie that I'm glad I didn't go into the theaters to see. Uh, I was able to see it, you know, from the comfort of my home. It's it's a good, I would say, a good popcorn flick, but it you you definitely need to watch it with a female because it, it is... Otherwise, you're just going to be really bored. You're going to be really bored until it gets to certain parts, so... Um, but Yeah, I would say don't really go into this movie with high expectations. Just go in hoping to be entertained because you will be. Yeah, and, and it, like I'll say special effects and stuff that were really cool. I really yeah. like the design of the mother, uh, her ghost. I thought she yeah. was really kind of cool and stuff like that. Um but yeah, but yeah, and even the concept with the uh, like the wax cylinders that she found that she listened to, I thought that was a clever idea as well. To yeah, kind of yeah. Like, yeah. So oh yeah, like, like the last, like the person before her, before she was murdered, like her ghost was like biggest request was like just don't let my body stay here, like take it home or something like that to uh, yeah, take uh, my body home. home back to Italy, uh, kind of thing, which was actually kind of cool. And it was uh, it, yeah, I really like how like they did all that kind of stuff. And it was kind of cool because like yeah, like I said, like the ghosts weren't really like trying to hurt her. It was all warning, but like how they can't really communicate. But it was like the one pops out of that cupboard and then goes back in. Then she opens it and she just sees all that stuff and then realizes that's the the phonograph stuff you know later on. So I mean, there was really cool parts in it when they did like stuff like that. But it, like to me it just felt like the very beginning like to build up this 
this so-called this girl falling in love with Tom Hiddleston character. I was like that. Okay, I'm like she fell in love with Tom Hiddleston faster than yeah. Uh, What's her face fell in love with Thor in the first Thor movie. Yeah, I was gonna say like the love story was, was very yeah it was very stale. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, as much as I love both of those actors, I I it still was, can't I, I can't just just look like, like I'll give credit. I can't credit suspend my belief enough to believe that that would happen that quickly. Like I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll 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 give credit where credit's due, but that 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 love story was stale. It was yeah. very stale. And I mean, yes, both actors gave it everything that they had, but it's it was just the the whole premises itself was meh. Yeah. So, so but uh, before we give our reviews, which I think we'll either do uh, oh, oh what sorry, you, I just remembered no, something ahead, else that bugged me about the movie. Everything what was you. the thing with the moths? Like, I don't understand why they had all this weird stress on the moss at the beginning of the movie. Well, technically, the beginning it was butterflies, and then it was like... And then they had those weird giant moths upstairs that weren't actually attacking clothing. They were just attacking the walls or some weird yeah, bullshit. And I, I'm like, again, what the there, fuck is going on? Like, why uh, yeah, were the moths? I, I just don't get it. I don't know. There's a, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of plot holes in this movie, but I'm not really going to. I mean, Gilmore, hey, I love you. Gilmore, really Gilmore made the movie, story. and guess what? I haven't made shit, so he's <laughs> better than I am, so... Uh, and see, that's the problem. So Kevin Smith would be like, I'm the fat guy who made Clerks. Yeah, at least you made something. I haven't done shit yet. So, um, <laughs> Well, you made several I, podcasts. You know what? But Actually, gotta... no, because the last um, – I, I take that back. I just forgot. No, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, no, he, uh, he had Loki in him, but uh, I forgot. The one movie that I saw him in that I didn't think of Loki at all was uh, Kong, Skull Island. Yeah, he was not Loki at all in that. He was just a British guy. Yeah. And Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like Tom Hiddleston, he's been in other stuff, and whenever like he at, like actually has a conversation, you can tell that he has like versatility of character. I think it was just this character is written as a watered down Loki. Yeah, it's so. yeah. They're like, we want you to be evil, but not Loki evil. He's all like, fuck. <laughs> That's my range. It's either it's either a charming British guy who fights apes or uh, <laughs> a guy who's pissed off at his brother. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah, um, basically this was just pussy whipped Loki. Yeah, so I'm very curious though if he if he did this movie because there's a better like uh, Del Toro movie that's going to be made. And it was kind of like, well, we'll put you in this movie, but we need to have people sell this movie, so we need like your like the face, you know? They do that all the time, and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I mean, it didn't get bad reviews. I mean, IMDb, we'll go ahead and give the reviews before we give our reviews. But IMDb did six point five, so not too bad. I mean, it's it's like a you know sixty percent or whatnot. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, surprisingly, gave it seventy one percent, and only fifty five percent of the audience liked it, though. So which is kind of funny because I feel like this was not as good as Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Batman v Superman, like I like, but yeah, they're very they're very weird though. Like they gave uh like, uh what was it? Oh yeah, the a lot of what was the one that? Oh look at Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman got like a shit ton of reviews, and they've never given a DC movie like, yeah, a good true. review. So it was kind of like yeah. Well, they also gave the Babadook high reviews. So I mean, it's so. it's to each his own stuff. And of course, yeah. you and I, we always have different reviews. I mean, sometimes we line up with the same kind of amount and stuff like that. But okay, so I I think I. I think last time we did a movie review, I'm not sure if I picked it or you picked it. Um, but what do we want to do for the rating sifter out of five? Do we want to go with five vats of clay in the basement or uh, five? Um, yeah, it was either I was either going to go with vats of clay or uh, wax cylinders. So, but that was kind of an wax. The wax cylinders that she was listening to on the phonograph. Oh, thing. the phonograph stuff. Um, so I just say, well, I say the vats of clay, actually. Or, or, uh, or 
Bobby from uh, Supernatural. Five beards. I was gonna, oh, he went that way. I was going <laughs> to say, f- or five smashed in faces of Bobby yeah. from the sink. Um, <laughs> five, well, I would say five razor blades, but that was the other thing that was misleading is he's like holding a razor blade. And I was like, oh, someone's going to grab the razor, come up behind him and slit his throat. No, she just like smashed his face into like a freaking um, a ceramic sink. Yeah. I'm like, you have a razor right there. Just you. you, you I why? Know. Uh, hey, uh, I don't know. The mother knew about Crimson Peak, but no one else did. But anyway, so, yeah. so well, well, you know, uh, we'll go. Actually, we'll go with five out of five. Bobby saying balls. Um, five out of five. Bobby balls. Five out of five. Bobby balls. Okay, so Anna, <laughs> so go ahead and uh, give your rating and uh, anything else you need to add while you're rating. So, as much as I want to love this movie, I'm gonna have to go with two out of five. Two out because of five. It was visually stunning. Story-wise, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Actor-wise, great. Again, story just... I... Yeah. Atrocious. So yours is, what? One two of, out of five. Two out of five Bobby Balls. Um, let's see. I'm going to say this. Uh, you know, like Del Toro, I would say this is probably not his strongest film. Um, I mean, even with Pacific Rim, it's like you knew exactly what you were getting with just giant robots beating fucking lizards, creatures to death. So, like, they didn't bury the lead on this one. This one, actually, now thinking about, like, the previews, I go, this is a very misleading movie. Yeah. Um, you really think it's a ghost story, but it really isn't. Um, I would say if you really want to watch, I would say this one probably gets one. One out of one out of five Bobby Balls. Okay. Um, for me, I would say if you want to watch something that's better than this, but pretty much almost the same cops said, I would say minus the uh, time period and minus the uh, uh, the love interest is definitely Del Toro's uh, Devil's Backbone. Okay. Uh, it's subtitle. Yeah, it's subtitle. It's in Spanish, but it is fucking good. Now I'm, I feel really bad because I have I haven't seen this in I don't know how many years, and I'm really bad if I'm if I'm like. Sucking this dick, this movie's dick off so hard, and then people go to watch and be like, "This is fucking terrible." So I will. Well, they're not going to gonna tell us anyways if it is. So that's um, true. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend. I highly recommend watching that movie over this. Well, you know what I kind of like associate this movie with is because there's that movie that was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. This just feels like Pride and Prejudice with the sprinkling of ghosts. Yeah, it's very weird, but I mean, uh, <laughs> it's like I said, movie. visually the movie's stunning. It's it's perfect, yeah. and the costumes look great, and all that kind of stuff. But story baseline, it takes too long to get to where it needed to, and then but the payoff really wasn't even that like crazy. Yeah, I mean, now, if, if it had it, like a crazy twist, or if like dude, I'll put it this way: if they had the movie go exactly how it did, and then at the end of the movie, like when all the shit's going down, and just one of the robots from Pacific Rim just showed up and just punched the yeah, the like, sister in the face, and she just went, and she, yeah. yeah, I'd been like, fucking hell, they're in the same universe. <laughs> and then what's his face is all like, yeah, and he jumps inside. They're like, what? They're connected, and like, because <laughs> he's in that movie too, the guy from Son of Anarchies and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and he just rides off on a freaking motorcycle. You're like, damn, they really tied all this. Like, look, I don't even head. care. They jumped the shark like fucking hardcore. But that ending is amazing. It. Look, I'm not even gonna spoil it for you. Go see it. Yeah. Seriously, go. You're no, honestly, you are not gonna believe this ending to Crimson Peak, man. You are not gonna believe it. I swear. In a million years, oh, million years, you could never guess this ending. At the end, then freaking Bobby just shows up as a ghost in an Impala. In an Impala, and just goes Done. balls. <laughs> yeah. What are you dumbasses doing? Oh, balls. Dean and yeah, Sam, Sam and Dean show up. We heard there was a ghost. Bust in. 
or something. I don't know. Anyway. Ghost busting! And they're like, nope, nope, yeah, get no, out. No. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, that's going to wrap up probably this episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Don't forget to follow us in all those places I said at the beginning of the show. Um, Anna, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we sign off for this week? Send us your ghost stories. Send us your alien stories. Send us... Story. I would say anything. <laughs> I would say that that part of the show was dead, just like two of my other shows on the network. So, um, but yeah, so I think that's gonna wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. I'm Stevo, and I'm Anna, and Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. <laughs>